Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not the police are systematically racist and we are starting right now with Alex Stein's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. Alex, the floor is all yours. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm here tonight to debate a man that believes that systemic racism in the police force does not exist. And so I'm not here to debate the man. I'm here to debate the reality of the situation that we live in, that we do live in a racist system that is based on racist laws that go back to the Constitution when it's described the United States Constitution, when they delegated uh, black people or slaves as three fifths of a human. So already from the jump, from the foundational start, America put black people at three-fifths of a white person. Now, I'm not here to virtue signal for black people. I'm not. My my stance is I'm based in reality. I'm actually a professional bail bondsman. I have my, from a recent uh, bail bond convention, I have my card. So where I am an expert in this topic is the prison industrial complex. Now, you say, Alex, why does a prison industrial complex matter in this situation? Well, you look at America has the highest private prison industry in the world. You look at America, it has over 20% of the prison population of the world is in America. We have the most incarcerated people. Black people make up over 40% of that. Yet in the United States population, they make up roughly 13%. So 45 million people roughly make up almost half of the people that are incarcerated in the United States. And you look at the disproportionate amount of numbers of black people that are arrested for nonviolent drug offenses. And you say, Alex, well, why are the nonviolent drug offenses important? Well, we can go back to the 1980s. We can go into a guy named Ronald Reagan when he started the war on drugs. And the war on drugs, what they did is they said that crack laws were more stringent and more punitive than powder cocaine laws because black people sold crack more than they sold the powder cocaine. And they flooded the urban centers with crack. And you say, Alex, what do you mean they flooded it? Well, there's a thing called the Iran-Contra in the United States. And the Iran-Contra, what happens is the United States CIA, and there's a movie called American Made of the Berry Seal, what the United States did is they traded cocaine with Nicaragua for guns. So we gave Nicaragua weapons, old military weapons, and they gave us cocaine. Well, the CIA couldn't sell the cocaine. So what they did is they went to Los Angeles and they gave it to a guy named Freeway Ricky Ross. This is all on the record. Everybody can look up the Iran-Contra. And what happened was, is they would go and they would drop off this cocaine. This is all fact. The CIA would drop off the cocaine in minivans in the, in the, in black urban centers. Would just, just leave it there, so people would know to pick this stuff up. They didn't know who the big boss was. Even Freeway Ricky Ross himself says this: the United States CIA flooded the black community with crack cocaine, and then made laws that were more punitive to black people that were more susceptible to selling the crack than white people. And what that did is that filled up the private prison industry in the United States. And we have the private prison, the biggest private prison industry in the world. And the reason why that's important, because that system is based on judges, 
district attorneys and law enforcement. That's where it starts. It starts with the law enforcement, but really you're going to put the, the heavy burden on the judges and the district attorneys. But if you don't think that there's racism in a district attorney's office or racism from a judge, you're, you know, you're out of your mind. See, I'm basing reality. I don't necessarily think that racism is a white problem. No, it is a inter- race problem of all races. Black people and Chinese, why are there more Asian, more violence to Asian people right now? You predominantly see it when you see the videos from black people. Why? Because in the 80s and the 90s, in these areas, Asian people often own convenience stores in poor urban neighborhoods. So that stereotype of Asian black hate is a real racist thing. Whether you want to be based around and say that's not, that's a real thing that exists. See, what I try to do is I don't want to sugarcoat things. When I, and then you can look at the racism between Hispanics and Black. That exists. So we have a system where people always want to protect their own culture because it's self-preservation. It's what we inherently do. And at the end of the day, I don't believe that people want to be racist. I don't think that. I don't think anybody, you know, there are very few people that actually want to be racist. But what I do is I believe it is a product of your environment. We live in a system of nature versus nurture. So if you are grown up in a system without a father because he got locked up for a nonviolent drug offense, then you're going to grow up your whole life like a boat without a sail. And it's only going to limit your options. And you may be forced to get a job selling drugs because you don't have a college degree, because you don't have access to the same stuff as other people whose dad isn't in jail. And see, I know that because I'm in the bail bond business. I've gotten a lot of black people out of jail. And a lot of times when you see these people, it's an issue, not necessarily of race every single time, because like I say, it's nature versus nurture. So in a bad situation, it kind of breeds drugs, violence, gangs. So I'm not saying that black people shouldn't necessarily go to jail, but I'm saying at the proportion of people that are locked up compared to white people, it is a disproportionate number of black people for nonviolent drug offenses for a criminal justice system that unfairly punishes black people. And you can even go back to the constitution for the three-fifths law. Then we can go to the Tuskegee syphilis experiment from 1942 to 1972, where syphilis to do a study. They didn't do that to white people. They gave it to black people. So it, just that in itself shows you that we have a racist system. You look at what America did to the Indians. So I know where does that all tie to police force racism today? It's because the foundation of the system that we have currently is based totally on unfair practices that disproportionately attack people that are weaker. When you look at our criminal justice system, people that don't have money and that do have money have way different outcomes in criminal court cases because of representation. If you can afford to pay for an attorney or if you get a court-appointed attorney, your outcome is going to be much different. So our system goes after poor Black people to fill private prisons so that lobbyists can support politicians with political action committees. And when I say politicians, I mean local judges, county judges. I'm not talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about mayors, district judges, district attorneys. That is what actually turns the gears of the racist system that we have. And it's not even necessarily all because of racism. It's because we have a predatory system that preys on the weakest people. And 
a illegal alien will have more rights in America to commit crimes than a black person. So when I live in a system and I see an illegal alien selling cocaine, say, and I see this all the time in my business, a Mexican, illegal Mexican, sells an ounce of cocaine. He goes to jail. Instead of having to serve his time because the criminal justice system in America doesn't want to prosecute him, what do they do? They deport him. Tyrone from Dallas, from South Oak Cliff, when he gets caught with an ounce of cocaine, he doesn't get to get deported. He get he he doesn't get another bite at the apple. He doesn't get deported and get to run across the border and resell the cocaine. So that in itself is racist. So I get it. I'm not some black pill guy that the world is terrible and that we all hate each other, but we have culture issues, culture clashes. And to say that cultures don't clash would to be a mindset that's not based in reality. And so I ask everybody that's watching this today, I know I'm not going to convince Jean-Francois from changing his position, and I don't expect to do that. But what I want to do is I want to highlight that we have a racist system and a war on drugs that disproportionately went after black people and rotted the black community from the core. And today, I don't know if it's salvageable with the current system we have. So thank you for the opportunity to come and shine a light on this. That's my time. You got it. Thank you very much for that opening, Alex. And folks want to let you know if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And also want to let you know, no matter what walk of life, we are glad that you were here, politically left, politically right, you name it. Thanks for being with us. And with that, we'll kick it over to JF. The floor is all yours. Well, uh, I'm pretty shocked by this intro statement because it is not touching upon at all the debate subject that is displayed as the title of this video, which is, Are Police Systematically Racist? What do we have here? We have Alex coming with some things that I agree with. He's talking about the system. He's talking about the judges. He's talking about the laws. He's talking about disparate impact. Less than one percent of what was just said by Alex actually concerns the police. And I'm here to debate whether the police is racist. Whether the laws against drugs are racist makes no doubt. The drugs against the laws against drugs will affect black people more because they're more likely to get caught with drugs. And it may not even be because they smoke more drugs. It may just be that they're less good at hiding it. Now, we're not here to debate whether the law is racist or whether the judges or the district attorney are racist. We're on the specific question of whether policemen in their everyday practices are enacting some kind of systemic racism in a way that disadvantages Black people. And the answer that science has to provide to us is no. Whenever we look for bias in the policeman work, we find single examples here and there across America, and they get quickly punished by the court system, which demonstrates that there is no problem of systemic racism concerning the police work on the ground and in terms of the arrests that are happening uh, for traffic violations or for bigger crimes. Uh, in fact, the system heavily punishes the sheriffs who engage in poor training practices or who kind of incite their policemen to 
judge based on race. There was a big case of the sheriff Arpaio, for example, who was heavily in, uh, involved in, uh, in immigration enforcement. And he had been training for one to two hours, each of his policemen to essentially uh, decide based on whether the occupants of a car were Hispanic and say, well, if they're Hispanic, there's more chance they're going to be illegal migrants who ask them for their papers. These cases exist. That's called racial profiling. But they are found as anecdotes within the larger context of policing in America. They are rare examples. And in fact, they get punished extremely quick. Arpaio was ordered by the by the by the court, not the U.S. Supreme Court, because I don't think they heard his case, but he was ordered by the highest court to stop these practices. So as far as what Alex has introduced with, let's cover it now. <clears throat> and then we can get into the science of how do we know that there is no racial profiling happening at a systemic level in the practice of policemen. But he's, he's making the case that there were, there were laws in the U.S. in the original writings of the Constitution that were making uh, black people three-fifths of a human being. That is absolutely false. It is an interpretation. Uh, what that uh, Constitution was stating in that form was simply that the population counts of each state were to be reduced and black people didn't have a full count of them. The, the count was divided by three out of fifth. It is not denying them of their humanity. It is denying them of a political power, the political power of democratically controlling the federal government, which is not humanity. It's a specific control power. Now, I'm not saying that, that this law was fair. It was obviously unfair, but it was not denying them of the status of a human. And it was not stating that they are three-fifths of one. <clears throat> He's now covering racist laws. Definitely, there has been racist laws in the U.S. in the past. They're gone now. And I'm talking tonight about the police practices of today. Uh, he's talking about the prison complex industry. It really doesn't matter to me whether there is people benefiting from the prison system. In the end, what matters is, is the police work doing what it's supposed to do? Because let me make a metaphor here. Suppose that you had a camera. That camera is accumulating bits about the pixels that it's perceiving. If you point the camera towards someone white like me, the pixels will be white as recorded in the camera. And the 8-bit value of my pixel right here might be 255. If you, if you turn the camera to the, towards someone who's, who has a more tan, who's a little more black like Alex, the camera is going to give a lower value. Now, the question is, is the camera racist? No, the camera is not racist. The camera is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's telling us the color of a pixel. The camera is not doing so through judgment, through prejudice. It's always reporting what it's perceiving in the world. Now, the equivalent of this for the police system is that the police system has a function. And it is not to report the pixel color. It is to find crime, to prosecute it properly, and to accumulate evidence about crime in a way that respects the rights of everyone involved, including the suspected perpetrator. As long as police are doing this, and as long as they're finding crimes, 
I don't take issue with them eventually finding more crimes in the black population or in other populations than the white population. Because the question is, are these people ending up in the prison complex industrial system? Did they commit the crime or did they not? And were their rights violated in the process of the investigation or were they not? Uh, Alex uh, mentions the fact that 40% of the populations in prison are, uh, are black and it's an overrepresentation. All right. But overrepresentation doesn't mean that the arrest or the investigation process of the police was a racist one. There could be many explanations. There could be higher crime in certain communities of the U.S., and we know that's the case. But it goes further than this. There could be more aggressive behavior of Black people in response to police arrests, in response to the smallest traffic violation stops. There could be less politeness in the interaction with the officer. There could be more suspicious behavior released. In fact, I'm saying there could be. There's actually evidence that all of this is true and that in traffic stop violations, you have Blacks responding with more aggression and more argumentation, four times the rate of white people. Now, if you don't think this will impact the arrest rate and the search and seizure rate, you're crazy. Don't argue with a policeman. It, it did happen once that I got caught into an accusation from a policeman for a traffic violation. I never argued with the policeman. I know that I would have my day in court. But these things, these basic principles that probably Alex understands and I understand, unfortunately, are not being taught properly in all communities of the U.S. What do you end up with? Useless resistance to police who can do nothing else than react to that resistance. And people are asking for what kind of study I'm mentioning. We'll get into the detail later, and I will list everything I'm talking about. <clears throat> but it makes no doubt that the reaction of the Black community to the police, and it's probably due to a cultural reinforcement by the left, which has educated them again and again to perceive themselves as victims of oppression, is a reaction of hostility on a much more common basis. Now, you have also other reasons why there could be ultimately more Black people in prison. Perhaps they perform less good in court. Perhaps they are less good at displaying regret in front of the judges. Perhaps they are less likely to use good argument or less likely to get good liars. Now, Alex did mention that this is what he includes as a form of racism of the system. I don't include that as racism. It is ultimately the responsibility of the citizen to have the means to defend himself in court. And so it's your responsibility to be able to afford a liar. Or if you're poor, and most of the times in my life, I couldn't afford a liar. Then you have to defend yourself. And I did it many times. So <clears throat> the disparate result of a policy is not a sign that there is a racist judgment in the head of the policeman when he intervenes. And this is what I would like to explain to Alex tonight. This is my main point. Most of these researchers who claim that there is bias in the work of policemen, they only take the result into account. 
The true studies that we should trust are those that record every aspect of the interaction. Because I don't, I don't care in the end if, if 10 times more black people or 10 times less black people are being arrested and prosecuted and end up in jail. What matters is, as the police followed a rational process throughout to gather his information, and when you get a study that looks into the detail of the decision-making process of policemen, it's an extremely detailed process. There are certain things they cannot take into account. There are other things they can take into account. And the big problem we're facing is that the Black population in the U.S. is overly adopting the exact behaviors that eventually justify the policemen arresting them, justify the policemen using more force against them, and justify the policemen to be able to search their cars. Where if they had stayed calm, like I did in my arrest, the policemen couldn't have searched their car. And so when you look into these studies, you find out there's more resistance right at the moment of the arrest there's more suspicious behavior. I'm thinking of a case that was quoted as leftist re by leftist researchers as being a demonstration of racial bias. The guy had a freaking sack of crack in his hands when the policeman arrested him for a stop violation. Now, if you hold a sack of crack in your hand, you should expect the policeman to be suspicious that you're committing a crime, the crime of possessing crack. Don't hold bags of crack in your hand. This is what we need to teach across all communities in the U.S. But we're not getting this job done because we have people spinning a narrative that people are getting oppressed by a system that was actually designed, yes, to oppress criminals. That is the goal of the justice system. Now, yes, the, the laws against drugs are disparately hitting on black people. That's too bad, but it's probably a result of them not being able to hide that they are using drugs and not doing it intelligently and properly. Now, I'm against drug laws. I wish we were in a world where only victim-based crimes are being prosecuted. So you won't see me argue for these laws. But the fact is, when a law exists, is it that hard to retain yourself and respect it? I mean, I, I, I'm able to not smoke drugs in all countries I travel to where drugs are illegal. And I'm able to consume drugs in a country like Canada where it has been legalized. Accept this and be, be clever with your legal approach. Now, as far as the CIA interventions in urban centers or syphilis cases, I don't know that this relates to police work. One minute left. Uh, I don't deny. <clears throat> I, what? One minute left. Okay. I don't deny that these events have been happening, but they've been happening in the past and they are, they are specific stories. They are not demonstration of a systemic effect. Uh, as far as the unfair practices that have different outcomes in the justice system, and Alex here reveals that he doesn't have much things when he says, if you don't have the money, you'll go to jail. Well, it's somehow what the, the system should do. If you cannot afford your own defense and if it is demonstrated against reasonable doubt that 
that you, beyond reasonable doubt that you have committed the offense, you should end up in the jail. And this is what's happening. Just like the camera is doing its work of reporting the colors of the pixel, the justice system is doing its work by keeping criminals in the jail. And that's it for my introductory statement. You got it. Thank you very much. And we will jump into open conversation. But folks, we want to let you know this juicy debate is coming up on Wednesday, namely whether or not trans children should be able to take puberty blockers. It's going to be a tag team debate. And Vadim, a.k.a. Creationist Cat, will be back for that. And so if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, hit that subscribe button now. That way you don't miss out on juicy debates like that that are coming up on this channel. And so with that, gentlemen, thanks so much. The floor is all yours for open dialogue. Well, I guess I'll start first. I, a few things I felt were really ingenuine. So you said, Sheriff uh, Arpaio, uh, you admit that there was racial profiling. So there is police misconduct. So there is. So if you, you agree that there is racial profiling in the police force, how do you not agree that there are racist, there's systemic racism in the police? Well, how do you define systemic? By the leaders, by the leaders, the people in charge, see how the police force works here in America. I don't know how it works in Canada. Our police are order followers. So the police chief, whatever tells them on a walkie talkie, what do I do? Do I bring them in? They just walkie talkie, whatever their boss tells them to do. So how the police chief, and then it'll go up to the captain and then it'll go to, it'll go to captain chief, then it'll go to mayor. So basically these people are just order followers. So when you have people that are in charge, like the sheriff, Arpaio, uh, uh, admittedly doing racial profiling, that means that the entire in integrity of every single person underneath him is now participating in what is called police misconduct, or as I like to call it, racism. So let's put it in perspective here. What if you add a box of 10,000 strawberries and one of them was, was rotten? Would you say that you have a systemic rotten problem with the strawberries? No, but I would say that there's other examples of uh, Sheriff Arpaio and no, police misconduct. Ju just to specify. Well, well, well no, but, the, but if you're, if you're the trying to, I'm listen, saying, but Jean Francois, if you're trying to say that that's the only example of some sort of racial profiling, when we had uh, the entire criminal justice system had to go to the Supreme Court to stop racial profiling. So we know that in our police system that we have at one point, it was totally legal for a police officer to pull somebody over because of the color of their skin, because of the way they looked, because of profiling their skin color. So you admit that it exists, yet you say it doesn't. And you even admit that we have a system where private prison industry could be racist, or you say all these other things could be racist, but somehow now the police force has all this integrity and everything they do, uh, they do to a letter, they cross every T and they dot every I, which is not true because there's so many instances of, of where they have the body camera footage, where they have to hide it. There's so much police misconduct in the United States. I don't know how it is in Canada. Maybe it's lollipops and candy canes, but in America, the amount of police misconduct, when you get treated and you actually see it, uh, firsthand, you realize it's real. I don't know how it works in Canada. You probably live in a place with no black people. I live in Dallas. I went to LSU. I've been around black people. You haven't. I, I imagine you're in Canada. How many black people? Do you have one black friend, Jean-Francois? Alex, you Do you know any black people? I'm just saying, you're in Canada. We have to give okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Now. Sorry, go this ahead. is ridiculous. I've lived in Chicago. I've been a researcher where I worked at a research center in Chicago. I was taking the metro every morning. And here you are 
spinning into falsehoods that you've invented in your head, which is why you would have advantage to get to become a better debater, to let your opponent speak so that you can avoid the humiliation of inventing all this. It's not humiliation. It's not humiliation. I just know in Canada, there's less black people here in America. There's more black people. So I have, I have more real world experience than you, Jean-Francois. You you don't have any in my opinion. Alex, we're going to give a chance to respond to the other points. I lived in the U.S. for five years. You're the host of the biggest El Salvadorian podcast, okay? So I can talk to you about the U.S. plenty. Now, it doesn't matter because whatever I've seen as an individual really doesn't matter to the question. The question boils down to the studies and the science because it's very hard, even with body cams, even with having seen policemen do their work, it is very hard to determine what is the set of intent, what motivates them. How do I understand the work of a policeman? The only way really is to have the videos and to have experts look at it in detail and see, oh, here's why the search happened. Here's the point that was justifying this seizure. Here's the point that was justifying this arrest. Now, I want to come back to something I didn't have the chance to say, but the reason I'm I'm comparing the case of Sheriff Arpaio to a box of 10,000 strawberries in which there would be one that is rotten, is that the Sheriff Arpaio was directing a small police force of which there are more than 10,000 in the U.S., And so whatever problem he was representing, it was just one problem among otherwise police forces for which there is no evidence that they they were engaging in what he was doing. Now, what he was doing is he was training his policemen (coughs) to recognize the Hispanic race of someone in a car and then become suspicious that they could be illegal migrants. It actually does not even offer an explanation for the black incarceration rate in the U.S. And so if Alex has other studies that were done or other cases, he can bring them on, but it's not two, three, five, or 10 cases that will change my view on this. The science, when they look at this, they look at 4,000 arrests, 100,000 arrests, a million arrests. And they, they judge if these cases were done with motivations that were bad. And all of these studies show either that there was no racial profiling motivation in the policeman and that he was justified in justifiable uh, arguments in court for the arrest that they've done, or they do the other thing, which is they only find the disparate impact on black people and they don't take into account all of the behavior that has built up and that has been used as investigation and investigative tool by the policeman to make their decision. We'll give you a chance to respond, Alex. Well, you're, you're not even taking into the, the effect that the police are enforcing the racist system. So inherently they are racist. And the fact that you think that there's no misconduct in the police force and that these body cams is the only, uh, uh, person that can uh, tell what happens in the situation, they hide body cam footage all the time. So listen, there's so much police misconduct. You just think that every single police officer in the United States has integrity and doesn't racially profile anymore. Yet we had a system where it was perfectly legal to racially profile. So I don't believe that you're based in reality when we had it, a current system where it was totally legal to racially profile. So in my opinion and the opinion of everybody else, racial profiling is racist. So when we have a system based on racial profiling, we have a racist police force, Jean-Francois. 
And I understand that you don't want to admit that. You want to say everything else is racist, but every single police officer has integrity. I get it. I'm not saying that that uh, Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd. I'm not trying to bring up that. What I'm saying is that we have racial profiling that they had to stop and that they still do and that it still exists because there are preconceived notions that we have against people of different cultures. And when you look at the makeup of the police force, it is in America predominantly white. So we have a white police force arresting a disproportionate amount of black people or Mexicans or Chinese, well, not necessarily Chinese, but Mexicans and blacks, which makes for a system that encourages racial profiling racist. All I'm hearing are assertions and not demonstrations. If your claim is that there is today racial profiling in today's police practice, you should be able to detect it today with a study. Let's start digging through my studies. Reason article 2014 study. John, first of you can read all your boring Alex, studies, Alex, but Alex, you I should be based in reality. Alex, not, but I'm him, just saying, go I ahead. I got to give him a chance to, to, give, mm. uh, to go through this, Alex. I promise we'll come right back to you. We'll give you plenty Anytime. of time. Study, people faster to shoot white suspects than black suspects. How is that possible in a systematically racist police force, Alex? That more white people get shot than black people? Because there's because the population in America, there's there's a 60% population of black of white people than uh, compared to the population of black people, and there are more white gun owners. So uh, when oftentimes when they come to the scene and somebody's holding a gun, they're often shot. And the most gun victims in the United States States are actually victims of suicide. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, if white people no, are dying no, no. from gunshot, you, you if people, black people are dying of gunshot, they're dying from suicide, more than likely. I'm not saying more whites. I'm saying okay. whites who hold a gun are yeah. being shot faster by the police than blacks who are holding a gun. There's yeah, but you're saying you're saying time. you're saying you're using one random sample size from one study. I mean, there's you can take metadata from thousands of studies and basically come up with whatever you want. And you should know that if you're intellectually honest, you would know that you would know that you can manipulate any study and that they, that they use that now in America. So you can pull up all the studies and you can take one piece of data from it and say that that you can extrapolate that and, and, and compare that to the entire system. But see, I'm based in reality, Jean-Francois. See, you're not. That's the difference between this debate, because you say we have a racist system, but you think that police force is not racist. That is dishonest, in my opinion. So you say it's just a little study on a subsample. It is the totality of all shootings of which we have records between 1978 and 2000, around the 2010. Uh, this is certainly not a subsample. It is everything we know about police work. Clearly, you do not have an answer to this one. Well, okay, because black people are black people are the most victims of nonviolent drug offenses. So, so black people are disproportionately affected by not being shot by cops. They're disproportionately affected by the drug laws and that the cops enforce them when they pull them over and they have weed in their car for nonviolent drug offenses. So, it wouldn't what I'm talking about the systemic racism doesn't have to do with violent offenses. It's the disproportionate amount of nonviolent drug offenses that are disproportionately affect black people. Comparison between self-report and hair analysis of illicit drug use in a community sample of middle-aged men, a study in addiction and behavior that finds that black people are much more likely to lie about having taken drugs. Do you recognize that as black people and white people interact with the police, lying about something that the police knows is false or can have a suspicion that is false is a factor that will contribute to further scrutiny by the police. 
I agree 100%. That's why the police uses what is called entrapment. Oftentimes they go in, uh, you know, urban places and they'll set up traps or stings. They'll leave a car with the keys in it. They don't leave that in the predominantly nice neighborhoods here in America. When they do those sting operations and those entrapment operations, they do them in the black neighborhoods on purpose. So, yes, that's, I mean, that's my point. All right. So you recognize that there is a different attitude by community with respect to the police. And, and yeah. And the police know that. And the, and the police know that. And they capitalize on that. They see that the vulnerability. And that's why when they do the entrapments and the stings, they do them in predominantly black neighborhoods instead of white neighborhoods, because they know that they're more likely to commit those crimes. So that's why they set them up more. So I'm, I'm glad that you just recognized that they are more likely to commit those crimes. So that's another factor that must explain a little bit. Like, for example, let me ask you, uh, if the prison system ended up being an overrepresentation of black, but not as big as the current one, imagine that we would be in a world where blacks are overrepresented by two percent instead of, say, the 30 that, that is the current overrepresentation. Would you say at 2% that there is still racial profiling left, or would you eventually be satisfied despite the difference? But this has nothing to do. This is so what, some anecdotal what if, uh, if there's 2% less, if there's only 2%. I mean, well, I don't know what this has to do with the current reality that we're living in. Because I'm wondering if you define any disparate impact and outcome as racist. No, it has to be an overwhelming uh, disparagement like the current one that we have. Okay, so the size of the disparate of the disparate impact, in your view, is relevant in determining whether it's racist or not. Yes. So even if I was to tell you we live in a world in which the black population does a million times more crime than the white population, you would conclude in that world, even if they were imprisoned at a million times the rate of a white person, you would conclude that this world is racist, that somehow there was something wrong in getting those criminals who were effectively making a million times more crime in jail. Jean-Francois, with all due respect, I didn't understand one thing with that question. I made no, I didn't, it all right, make any sense. let's do it. Let's do it slowly. You can do it slow, but it doesn't make any sense. Why, so let's do it slowly. It let's go take as, the time. Go as slow as possible because it's the dumbest question I've ever heard. It doesn't make any sense. You're not, you're let's comparing apples and oranges. Let's take the time. No, I'm just saying, I, see, th this whole debate, you're not based in reality, like Jean-Francois. No, I love do thinking, you like but thinking? You, do you like speaking clearly so I can understand what you're saying? I can't understand okay. what you're saying. You're speaking all this million, well, billion. Well, it does, is, right, I didn't know, is this a math debate? Well, we is this a then. math problem or we a debate, Jean-Francois? Alex, Alex, we can give him a chance to yeah. put it in slightly Ask it words. again, yes. Please, go ahead. All right. Can you imagine a world in which instead of making three times more crime or four times more crime, the black population is making a million times more crimes than the white population. Do I, that's not true. I don't believe they're doing a million times. Can you crime. imagine a world? Come with I can me imagine unicorns. The... I can imagine unicorns. I can imagine uh, myself on a roller coaster right now. I'm going to, I can imagine a lot of stuff, Jean-Francois. Can you imagine that world? A world where black people do what? They do a million times more crime than white people? Is that a the world million times more crimes than Okay, I'm imagining. Okay, so what is it? So what okay. does this have to do with? What is this? In this that world. Sucks. Yes, in this in world. In that world, there's okay. a million times more black people in prison than there are whites. That is, for every white that you see in a prison, 
there's a million black persons imprisoned with him. Well, it would be equal then, okay? But that's not that's not the point, Jean-Francois. <clears throat> no, my point is, would that world be a world of racism because there are a million pe black people in prison for every white person there is? If they're committing a million more crimes, it's equal. But I'm saying that's not the current situation. See, I'm based in reality, and you look at the prison population that we have now. They make up over 40% of it, yet they're less than 13% of the entire population. So I'm not comparing adding a million amount of crimes and adding a million this, a million that. I'm based in reality, unlike you, Jean-Francois. So when I take a real sample size, I just need to look at the prison population. I need to look at the drug laws, and I need to look at the people that are enforcing it. The people that are enforcing a racist system are inherently racist. That's that, dog. You failed at retaining the lesson of my fictitious example. Because it the sucked. Thing, it, it was a crappy example. No, it was a, a terrible example. And here's the problem. You, you have a learning issue. You have mm -hmm. a learning hesitancy. That's and fair. You should That's correct fair. it. That's yeah, I fair. do. I have, a, I, have, yeah, I have a learning disability of a thousand percent because when people are saying nonsense like you, I turn not to learn it. I say, I don't want to learn that right, stupidity. So let me the, turn off the ability. The arguments. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. The thing I is, in, I don't want to learn your nonsense is what I'm saying. In any world in which there are more black people than white people uh, on proportion of the population in prison, you can argue that the laws were racist to start with, that the whole system was against them. But the goal of that system is to put those people who actually commit crime in prisons. And I'm not reassured by your discourse today that you make the difference between the proportion of black people in the population and the proportion of black people that are committing crimes. This is ultimately the data that matters and that I've not heard from you at all. You there's, there's tons of data, Jean-Francois, that white people commit as many crimes as black people. The, the white people commit more insurance fraud, more uh, white collar crimes against blue uh, drug. There's tons of studies. You can look that up. I'm not being intellectually dishonest that actually people commit the same amount of crimes. Now, when you talk about police interaction, yes, black people commit more crimes in a police interaction when they when they you know lie or do something run away but when it comes to crime doing crime it's it's almost even when it comes to white people and black people it's just because when you're talking about crime that's not caught right we're talking about crime that's not caught so you can say that black people commit more crime that's why they're in jail that's false that's that's intellectually dishonest and you don't have a study in the world that says that it is true. It is true. Even by the standard of the studies you sent to me. And well, how can you have a study that that, that doesn't know we crime? Do to, well, no, we this is my question. Let me just say this. Respond, no, but Jean-Francois, it's about the study. How could a study know about crime people are not committing? Explain to me that. How could a study know about crime that people aren't committing? Well, that's a question I would launch to you because here you are claiming that they're committing exactly the same amount of crime, but that somehow these crimes don't get prosecuted. So we have Schrodinger crimes in the white population. That is ridiculous. Now, if I look at the studies you sent me, uh, I don't find any evidence that white people commit as many crimes as black people. In fact, uh, the vast majority of the studies actually acknowledge that there is a dispari disparity in criminal behavior to start with, which is why you end up having the majority or the, the majority by percentage of the population of crimes being committed by the, in the black community at about 50% of the population when they represent only 13% of the entire population. 
so I'm looking, for example, at the study testing the racial profiling hypothesis for seemingly disparate traffic stops on the New Jersey Turnpike. So that's finally a study that has said we're going to remove any racial factor in the determination of whether someone is violating the law or not. They did it with a radar that was computer controlled. The radar cannot be racist. All it can detect is there's a car that's in metal and it's advancing at a certain speed. Because there had been years of discussing that, oh my God, the New Jersey police are evil with black people. They arrest them all the time. And this study finally found out with this objective measure. And of course, they were photographing the drivers so they could assess their race they find out that black drivers are stopped by the police more because they are speeding more. It's as simple as this. This study demonstrated that even on small infractions, the black population do them on higher frequency. Well, you can't count crime that they didn't catch. So there was people, I mean, how, what if they don't know that the crime that white people didn't catch? So I just think that study is stupid, in my opinion. The, the radar catches everything. The radar catches thousands of people. Yeah, but that's just speeding. That, we do have to let, I know, we I know. Have to let Jeff but, respond. So, so are you so, saying that black people speed more? Are you saying because they speed? I'm talking about the I other. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't say anything. I, I didn't respond to his long thing, James. I didn't respond to his long. Yeah, thing. it's good. Let him speak. So go ahead. Ask me your question. No, well, I mean, I'm just saying you're you're trying to extrapolate because black people speed more. That means the police force isn't racist. Is that what you're trying to say? And that because uh, black people speed in their cars more, that means that they commit more crimes overall. What it means is that if your only evidence of racism in the New Jersey Turnpike police is that they arrest two times more black people in traffic stops, then the answer is, yeah, your evidence is insufficient in demonstrating that they're racist because black people are speeding at two times the rate. And this is demonstrated by radar measurements that have nothing to do with the judgment of a human being. So, yes, I'm telling you that you're wrong in your hypothesis and that science proved it. Well, you're wrong because that's just one instance of laws that they break. And there's more serious laws that that's why they go to jail for. When you look at the felony convictions, it's overwhelmingly black people. So when, when you look at uh, uh, the disproportionate of you're saying black people commit more crime, I'll say I'll even agree. Maybe they do commit more crime, but that doesn't mean that they should disproportionately affect the amount of uh, the prison population. Thus, you admit that we have a system that is racist. So the police force that enforce that racist system that was built for, and when you said three-fifths, that did, that wasn't about an individual, it was about a population. So that means that the black people had a less power or less representation than the white. So it, we have a racist system. That's where, you know, our entire, the, the first laws representing black people was racist. So I believe that goes to everything, whether it's the crack laws or whether it's speeding. That is just one instance of a crime that black people commit. That doesn't necessarily mean that police aren't racist. I, it's just you're comparing apples and oranges, in my opinion. Uh, it means that your evidence is insufficient. Now, because a radar catches people, because a radar, because it, because black people speed more, that means police yeah. can't be racist. That means police can't be racist. It, it, it means that the evidence you provided to me to say that they were racist is insufficient. Now, but, I want but you believe that. Rewind. You believe that. But do you believe that? Because you think that? Oh yeah, you, I believe that. You got it. Now, I want people to rewind. <laughs> rewind three minutes back. And listen very carefully to what Alex said. He said, maybe that's true that 
black offenders are committing more crimes at a higher rate in proportion of their population. But mm -hmm. that's not a reason why they should be overrepresented in the prison. Because this there's absolute because of insanity. No, because it's a, it's because of entrapment by law enforcement. That's why the disproportionately affects oh. black people. That's There's why the entrapment happening. At such a do you not believe entrapment? In the, do you not do you not believe entrapment and sting operations exist, Jean Francois? Show me entrapment evidence, and I will believe it. So you're saying entrapment doesn't exist in the United States? No, I'm saying if you want to make your case, which so I gotta go. I gotta go pull up some. I gotta pull up some piece of paper that says it. You see, I'm based in reality. I don't need a piece of paper to tell me that. That's the difference between you and me. I'm actually based in reality. You're in La La Land. Uh, if you want to make your case that police is systematically racist through entrapment, you're you have a big case on your shoulders, my friend, because you would have to show me that out of the millions of arrests and prosecutions that are happening in this country every year, most of them are are affecting through entrapment. Which is not the case. I'm not and saying I that. I, that's, but that's not what I'm saying. See, that's how engineering. You're, you you're making arguments that I'm not even saying. I'm just saying that black people are disproportionately arrested because there's more police officers in black neighborhoods that go after black people because they're more vulnerable because that pumps up the private and prison industry. You don't understand. You can't see the big picture. You just have this small mind where you can only see the police force. You can't see the big racist system, unfortunately, Jean Francois, because you're not from America, I don't think. And then, uh, and then, there's a question of what do these studies where we do look in detail about what the work of police is and what were the factors that were influencing their decision, we find no evidence of racism at all. There's a police community relations in Cincinnati year three evaluation report. They look in detail at all factors. Was the police a woman? What was the age of the police? Was the RST a woman? Was the RST black? Was the RST Hispanic? They look at all possible factors and why did they get arrested? What was the situation? They end up finding out of the seven outcome variables that they study, there's only one that doesn't change the rate of conviction of arrest by the police of the encounter. It is race. I read what they conclude at page 10, suspect characteristics. Only one suspect characteristic was not related to any of the seven outcome variables, the race of the suspect. Gender was related to the likelihood of being frisked and receiving a ticket. And so too bad you, you took the wrong case. If only you had changed racist for sexist. No, that's not true. You might that case, you, that you case might proves my right. point. No, Jean-Francois, that proves my point that the police force is racist to men and not women because more men are in jail than women. So it just proves that police well, officers are more racist Well, that's not racism, my poor Alex. Mm -hmm. That's sexism. Still, it's still, it's based on preconceived notions. So it, it exists. So you, when you judge, when you preconceive, it's just like they preconceive a white person is going to commit more crime than a woman. It's the same thing. They see a person of color and they think they're going to commit more, commit more crime. And they go after these vulnerable people. That's the problem is they are more, more vulnerable because the system is racist. So that's why the police are racist. And if you say that there's no instances of police racism, that's totally false. And you look at the police unions that protect the police forces. We don't even get to hear what happens in the civil matters between police officers. So, uh, uh, you know, there's lots of instances that I can pull up right now on Daily Mail where a guy just did a, a Daily Mail KKK police force. Like this just happened. This just happened. A guy left a robe. Let me pull this up. KKK robe Daily Mail. This just happened this week. 
in the news. Let me let me do a share screen because this is important. So this just happened. So you guys, you want to? We all, we have to talk about freaking uh, evidence or whatever. This is in Ohio, not too far from you. Uh, police chief retires after he was caught on camera leaving Ku Klux Klan note on black officer's desk. Sheffield Lake, Ohio, police chief Anthony Campo, 61, resigned over the KKK note incident. Campo was caught on camera on video placing a note saying Ku Klux Klan on a raincoat laid out to resemble a KKK robe and hat on black officer's desk. Police union representing the black officer filed a harassment complaint. Mayor Sheffield Lake, who is also white, called the incident embarrassing and disgusting. Campo is a Sheffield Lake police officer for over 33 years and chief for the last eight, earning an annual salary of more than $86,000. Campo dismissed the incident as a prank and police station antics. So here, this is the note, and it says Ku Klux Klan, and then he, this is the guy, this is the police chief, who's a chief for eight years, and this just happened. So this, let's look at the date, we go here. We'll see, this happened July 2nd. So this is just another example, in your study, you used a study out of Ohio, yet I can see right here, here's a perfect example of racism still exists. The idea that you can say Ku Klux Klan to, uh, to somebody, and this guy's the police chief, that means he's a top police officer, then this is my perfect example of systemic racism existing today. Uh, it's your example of racism existing, maybe. Within the police force. Was not, if this wasn't entrapment, because you've invoked entrapment so much that I, I'm led to believe that perhaps the, the policeman having the KKK hood was an act of entrrapment itself by a Guys, higher you're, you're agent. Being dis- oh, you're, you're being, oh, yeah, you're yeah, being yeah. dishonest. Yeah, look at it. You're being look dishonest, Shane. No, it's not it. entrapment. You're it. being dishonest. John Francis, you lost the debate because I got your evidence. I show you the evidence and you lost the debate right there. I got my evidence that racism exists. I've tempted Alex with something he loves and he couldn't help but smile and like it. No, but you're, sh- you're showing an example of racism. I, I, I'm not here to say that racism doesn't exist. I'm here to say that systemic racism in the police practices doesn't exist. Uh, and in some of the some of the evidence you sent me are based on just outdated conceptions, outdated scientific conceptions. For example, I'm looking at the case, the court case you sent me, <coughs> State versus Soto in 1996. Uh, an expert testified, and the judge was convinced by this expert testimony when he came and testified the following. He said. I am not aware, there is nothing in the literature or in my personal experience to support the theory that blacks drive differently from whites. As it turns out, this person, this expert in 1996, would end up being demonstrated false by the 2005 study that I quoted, which shows that, yes, there are different behaviors of driving and blacks may be speeding more than whites. And so we're based on outdated data, outdated legal cases that are being reviewed and that are losing, to be honest, in the U.S. Supreme Court. In fact, here's a U.S. Supreme Court decision from three days ago just to show that the standard that Alex is adopting today has been abandoned by the U.S. Supreme Court. It is no more the case that just a differential impact on two races explains racism. In fact, now the the courts are starting to demand more evidence than this. Show me that there was actually racist intent. Show me that there was bias. 
this is written three days ago by the U.S. Well, I just Supreme showed Court. you a police chief, though, that was racist. I just showed you that, Jean-Francois. I just showed you he was a police chief. He was in charge okay. of all the police. I just showed you systemic racism within a police chief. So there's my example. So there you go. You got one example of a police chief. A police with, chief, the top police officer the way, for 33 years, for 33 years. And he was at the top of the uh, thing for eight years. And he, uh, the only reason he got caught is because the guy reported it. So I'm just saying, I way, have an example. That's my example. You can't debunk that. So you lose. I, I, <laughs> I won't debunk an example of a single case of perhaps racism. By the way, you're assuming that because he has the hood. See, I'm showing you, but you racist. see the difference. I'm showing you an actual article, an actual example, and you're showing some random study from some nerd and, and some book, some, you know, some pencil pusher. I'm showing you a real world application. You're not based in reality. You want to look at a piece of paper because some nerd wrote some study. And I'm showing you real world examples of leaders in the police force that are, that are uh, participating in systemic racism within their own police officers. So imagine what they would do that to the criminals that they're trying to arrest. Yeah, you don't want to be based in reality. You want to say, oh, you saw this study and this study said this. So I'm just going to be based in reality and show you real world examples why you keep on looking at old studies that are not uh, important. I encourage you to look at the microphone that's right in front of you. It's been made by nerds who found the structure of reality, the functioning of electromagnetism, the functioning of electricity, all because they were nerds looking at papers. And so when you say based in reality, I encourage you to consider the fact that everything you may see with your eyes in your entire life is not worth the shittiest study in some social science department, because it's the story of one man who looks at reality through his own lens. Now, here are the words of the U.S. Supreme Court three days ago, an important decision that was finding that the laws of Arizona, even if they were, were to lead certain black communities to vote maybe a little less and then white communities to vote a little more, that this is not sufficient for a finding of racism. Here are the words. The mere fact that there is some disparity in impact does not necessarily mean that a system is not equally opened or that it does not give everyone an equal opportunity to vote. And this is what our police force is, do is doing. It's giving everyone an equal opportunity to be in jail. And people are grabbing this opportunity or they're not grabbing it. The best way you can avoid going to jail is by not committing crimes. And unfortunately, there are communities in which behaviors lead more investigation, more scrutiny, more arrest, and eventually more imprisonment. If you don't want to be part of it, if you want to be not exposed to this opportunity to get jailed, don't commit crimes. I'm just showing you examples of racist police officers, and you're saying they don't exist. So we're not going to agree on anything. So we can just get to the question and answer, Jean-Francois. We can uh, conclude the debate here, and I will say to people, you can rewind the whole show. At no place do I say that these well, you're quitting? people are you do rage? not exist. Are you rage quitting, Jean-Francois? You're quitting? We no. have to do the Q&A. Okay. No, we, we can be headed toward the Q&A, but what I'm saying is what you just said is false, and people are what able to What do you mean? I showed you a real-world example. I'm showing you an actual example, and you're showing me some random study. It's like You, you, you just don't... said a falsehood. You just said a falsehood about me. And so what let was me the falsehood? Well, okay, what was the falsehood? You said that I deny that these racists exist. I didn't ever do this. Okay, so you I admit that, that there's racist police officers. 
Yes. So that means the system is not racist, though? Exactly. So a system can have racist people in it. The police force can have people that are that are a, a police officer has more power than a normal citizen. They're not they don't have the same sort of uh, rules that that I follow. So you're telling me a racist police officer is OK, but that doesn't make the entire system racist yet. You admit that the court system and that the prison system, all that's racist. But we have racist police, but the, the police force isn't racist. Sure, bud. I never cool said that the whole judge system is racist, but I would invite you to read the Wikipedia article on the fallacy of composition. It is not because a part of a system has a characteristic that the system as a whole has the same characteristics. For example, a wheel of a car is rollable. It can roll. A car in itself cannot really roll. It can advance, but it can't roll. So parts of a system can be racist while the system is not racist. Well, I believe when the police chief and the top people of this system are the racist ones, that it bleeds down and has a trickle-down racism effects over the entire police force. So we have a racist police system. It exists. The systemic racism exists, for sure. I'm not saying all police officers racism, but systemic racism does exist. We may be at that point at which we jump into the good old question and answer from you, the audience. Thanks, everybody. Want to let you know we have tried something just now in the last 60 seconds that we've never tried. I went into the I never realized I never saw this before. I think it's new. I clicked in the edit stream section to Make it such that people's chats will only appear if they've been subscribed for a minimum of 60 seconds. And so, folks, I'm not going to keep that on. I'm not going to keep that on permanently because I don't really I don't want to coerce you into subscribing. That's weird. I'm going to turn it off. But I did do that just as a way of reminding you, because a lot of times people, even when I say, hey, hit that subscribe button for juicy upcoming debates, sometimes they just don't hear it or they've got something on their mind. And so I do want to encourage you to subscribe. And that way you can, for the remainder of this debate, be seen in chat as well. But we're going to jump into it with this first question. Thanks so much from Will Stewart says. I did a double take when I saw yes under Alex Stein. That's true. Alex, mm -hmm. usually a conservative, taking the more left-leaning approach tonight. And sincere, I, when I say approach, I don't mean he's devil's advocate. This is actually his genuine view. We don't do devil's mm -hmm. advocate debates here. Just not our style. Eddie Savage, thanks for your question. Said good work, unbiased, truly. Thanks for your kind words, Eddie. And folks, I forgot to remind you, our guests are linked in the description. So if you want to hear more from either JF or Alex, you can by clicking on those links below. We really do appreciate our guests. And that includes if you're listening via the podcast. So if you're listening to this right now via podcast, you can also find our guest links in the description box there as well. Ozian, thanks for your question, said, JF, if 3% of the strawberries are rotten and you can't see the difference between a rotten strawberry and a fresh strawberry then it seems we have a problem with the strawberries. Well, it seems that if you are in that position, you have a problem, but it doesn't mean that your statement of fact about the system is true. You could be simply, you could be living in fear, you could be afraid that a racist policeman shows up, but your statement, this system is racist, would be done with agnosticism. You you really wouldn't know what you're claiming. And so I, I, I think as a scientist, it's important to know what we're claiming to be true and to have the proper methods to attain it. Gotcha. And this one, question from Ryan Second. 
appreciate you saying it, just letting me know this. They said, James, for some reason, I wasn't subscribed despite having subscribed previously. Has anyone else been forced to unfollow? Well, we certainly didn't force you to unfollow. I don't think YouTube has ever seen us as big enough to like mess with us, like with shadow bans or anything like that. So I maybe you accidentally hit unsubscribe at one point, but I don't know. Ozzy, and thanks for your question, said, if we want to reform the courts and laws, never plea bargain, ever force them to prove your guilt to 12 peers. It would crush the court dockets. Yeah, I agree. Gotcha. People should fight it to their fullest extent. You got it. And Doubting Thomas, appreciate your super sticker. And thank you very much. Conservative non-believer says, a question for both JF and Alex. If your opinion on systematic racism was proven wrong to your satisfaction, what would the mean... What would that mean to your opinion? Well, it wouldn't change my life at all because I'm actually open to the possibility that there, there is systemic racism in police practices. But you, you would have to show me the evidence. You would have to show me a properly performed study that shows none of the other factors can explain it. Only racism can explain it. And that's not what I see. Alex, I wish I wish we had a system that wasn't racist. Uh, I'm a Libra. I wish the system was more fair, but it's not. Gotcha. This question coming in from do appreciate it. Deadpool 3E says the paper that JF is citing is only half true. The paper cites that in the day, blacks are caught more than whites. In the evening, it turns out that whites and blacks are caught equally. He ignored bias. I want to ask, was this a was this in a driving context or was this not in a dri driving context? Yeah. He's not really talking about the study that I mentioned, but I know the study that he's talking about, uh, and it's called the Veil of Darkness Test. It's a study that claims that there is a difference arriving around 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. when the sun uh, goes out. And it claims that the, the difference in arrest where blacks start suddenly being arrested less after the sun is out, so after night came, they claim that it's because the policeman cannot see the race of the person in the car, and so they cannot be racist, essentially. They have to base on objective criteria. Now, I don't think that the, the drop that we observe in the arrest of black people after 7 p.m. is explained by this. I think there are a lot of other factors that were not properly uh, controlled in the study. Let's name just a few. The fact that there could, could be racial differences in night versus day shift. There might be more people working at night or less people working at night. And because of that, they, they would find themselves less or more present in the, in, on the road at different times. Also, one other thing that the study did not control for is the possibility that black people may be adoptive more furtive behavior uh, during the night. They may be conscious that they are likely to be arrested, and they may be therefore adopting better driving practices, which in the day they would assume will not endanger them because they would, they would feel that they are less likely to be arrested. So because these factors have not been controlled, I'm not uh, concurring with the study. Well, I have a question for Jean-Francois. What about stop and frisk? That's not driving. And that, do you agree that that disproportionately affected people of color in New York City? Again, you are in the domain of disparate impact. I, I don't know the details, but I wouldn't be surprised that it disparately impacted black people. But disparate impact is not evidence of racist intent. You got I it. I disagree. Yeah. 
This one coming in from Deadpool 3E. Again, says JF cited the, the 1350 meme. Keep in mind that that joke is exaggerating arrests with convictions over murder, which has declined over the years. This is why he's not, let's see, they say why you're not incorrect or why you're not correct. Well, uh, if I'm incorrect, it is by a margin of 5%, 10%, whatever you want. But in the end, if you look at the murder data, rape data, it's clear that there is an overrepresentation of Black people, no matter how it's quantified, no matter how much proportion you want to look into and location. It will vary, but not by much. Gotcha. This one for you, Alex. Ergoth says, the police are in the Black communities more because more crimes are reported slash committed in those communities. I think you had a mentioned this earlier before. We'll give you a chance to respond, Alex. Well, in his own study, I, I mean, they said at night that it's it's a little more equal white people and black people commit crime. So we can just talk about that. But I mean, I think it comes down to, like I said, the stop and frisk just shows that more black people were stopped just, you know, from the eyeball test, as they call it, when it comes to racial profiling. So the idea that racial profiling exists means that the system has racism in it and it's rampant. Gotcha. And this one coming in from do appreciate it. And Prim Blady 69 says i hate nerds too so i'm on team alex god bless you alex <laughs> i like nerds i'm not anti-nerds i'm just saying i'm showing real world applications and you're like these boring studies that it's just like i said that's data when i want to see it in real world and like like i said jean francois i know you're a good guy i'm in the bail bond business i just know when my phone rings i'm getting called by a lot more black people and 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 a lot of times it's for non-violent drug offenses and i believe what the white people smoke just as much weed as black people in my opinion yet black people are arrested more for marijuana which i believe is because they are targeted more so i i'm just saying we admit that racial profiling exists I think everything else you say is pretty good, but the fact that you can't admit that racial profiling means that there's racism within the system of the police force feels really disingenuous in my opinion. Gotcha. This one coming in, do appreciate your question from 188 I'm telling. Says Alex lives in a fantasy world. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's like short, pithy. That's true. Jab. That's fa- that's a fact. Yes, this one coming in from I missed this one earlier. Deadpool 3E strikes again, says, how is JF going to talk about reality and nerdiness when he despises the thing that enforces reality, which is peer review? (laughs) This is such a naive belief that you just reported. I will laugh at you all night. I will think about what you just said as the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, the, the idea that peer review enforces reality essentially disqualifies the, the theory of general relativity as being real, by the way, because it wasn't peer reviewed, was it? And so you discard so much things uh, if you do that, that you are totally beside the track. You are a paranoid fool. Gotcha. This one coming in from do appreciate it. I lost my spot. Go away, says Does Alex have any examples of current police chiefs that use racial profiling? Any police chiefs that use racial profiling that aren't reprimanded? Well, how would I know somebody using it that doesn't get caught? But I did have a real-world example of Sheffield Lake in Ohio of the police chief using racism against his own police force, which I would imagine that he would only use that same racism towards uh, the the offenders of crimes in uh, in his county. 
Gotcha. Deadpool 3E strikes yet again, says JF is denying that criminality is correlated with environments. He's having a more fit over scrutiny, quote unquote, of criminality, yet would ignore white areas in the same socioeconomic bracket. Uh, we've done the economic uh, comparisons, and at same levels of wealth, there is still a racial gap in crime and still a racial gap in IQ. <clears throat> so no, I'm not denying what you mentioned, but we've done the test and there's something that survives. So what do you want? Uh, anyways, environments are made up of other genes. And so it's not like the nature-nurture question makes sense. The nurture that you receive comes from other beings who have genes themselves, making them better parents or worse parents. So it all boils down to genes in the end, yes. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Grimlock says, Alex can't tell the difference between an apple or an orange because he once saw an orange apple. This sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay next one like father like son thanks for your super uh sticker I, I didn't see anything there let me know if you had a question you meant to put in just put it in the chat as a normal chat and i'll read it as a super chat joe schwartz says jf do you believe there are any examples of systemic racism at all that still exist today the problem of the word systemic racism is that according to how you define it in certain circumstances you can basically define it such that everything will end up being it. So it's kind of those unverifiable concepts. So it's not a scientific concept, but it would depend on in which context you're using this word. Are you saying that there are racist people everywhere coordinating in some sort of conspiracy against other races? If that was the case, I would say, no, there, there's definitely not that happening. Uh, if you're telling me, Systemic racism being any feature of the system that ends up punishing more blacks or more whites or less one of them, uh, then you'll find that any system ultimately is racist. Gotcha. And thank you very much for this question. Coming in from Jupiter Darman says, I finally have something I agree with Alex on. Always enjoy listening to him just for the entertainment factor. But this time, rock on Alex for your position. You have a fan out there, Alex. Now, folks, I hate to spring this just so spontaneously. There's a clip of Alex in a reality TV show on YouTube. I've seen it. Bass, There's a couple. There's a couple of clips. All right, don't get cocky. Bass, thanks so much for your question. It says, thanks for the great content. I'm going to trickle down some R. Uh, let's see. Long nights, YouTube. And I don't know what that means. I think they're being facetious. I hope. But want to remind you, folks. As always, in the old live chat, as well as the comments after, there are only two rules. One, we don't want any sort of hate speech or anything like that. Two, we don't want you to attack the guests. We do appreciate having the guests with us. And so when people do personal attacks rather than attacking the argument, that's where I'm like, ah, it's not what we're looking for. Long Nights YouTube and says, they deny black folks for home loans no matter their credit scores. Business loans, too. Create laws with ALEC slash Department of Corrections to overjail black people. And they do gerrymandering and voting laws, as well as the 13th Amendment, the war on drugs as well. These are all systematic. 
Well, uh, George Bush tried to fix the home loan part by essentially adopting uh, policies that forced banks to accept loans they didn't want to take. And what it resulted in is a major crash of the real estate market eventually when people started realizing that we had given houses to people who couldn't afford them. And so I will tell you, uh, your dreams are noble, but they are deluded. Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. Coming in from, got that one. Nick, thanks so much. Says, Alex, if you were a dog catcher, would you be more cautious of a pit bull than a poodle based on the fact that pit bulls statistically commit more attacks? Well, that's would be racial profiling. So yeah, I would profile a pit bull just like the police profiles criminals today. So yes, I would use the same system the police force uses today of profiling uh, people, even if they say they don't profile. Every police officer profiles a guy when they look at their car and they see what kind of car, if they have rims, whatever. Racial profiling still exists today. Gotcha. I, I think that the force behind their question was meant to be, and I might be wrong about this, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that they were trying to push you in terms of saying, uh, hey, Alex, I think you're being inconsistent if you'd profile in this case of protecting yourself against potential animal, you know, like a dog biting you versus in these other cases where like if you think that certain demographics are more likely to be violent. But you'd probably so just in case that wasn't clear, I think that's what they were getting at. So I think they're trying to press you for a justification on how it's not arbitrary to, you know. Well, I don't believe that I don't believe it's arbitrary because people go based on preconceived notions of uh, a social class system of just they want to arrest black people because they're more vulnerable because they have uh, quotas and they have unwritten rules and unspoken things that they can't talk about. Supposedly, like I say, quotas that they have to fill. So they go after the vulnerable people, thus being black people. And and Hispanic. Is that the question? I'm a quick question. Would I go after, would I chase more dogs, more pit bulls than other dogs if pit bulls bit more people? Well, I think Is they're that... saying like basically this. I think they're saying like, hey, Alex, I'm going to show you're inconsistent because if it had to do with like, let's say pit bulls versus poodles, if you're a dog catcher, you'll be more careful with pit bulls than with certain human demographics. Like to be consistent, you should maybe, for example, if you see it's a, a male at night across the street versus a female, you might want to be a little bit more protective because males are way more violent than females statistically or other demographic uh, variables. They would say like to be consistent with the dog case, you know, you should profile against humans for the sake of protecting yourself. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think that is an all police force and all, that's why they do it is, is self-preservation because it is when I, especially in a traffic stop, it's one of the most vulnerable positions a cop can be in going up to a car. So yeah, I think they should, you know, they do profile to protect themselves. Yeah. I think that exists. Oh, so is that the, but I think they're saying like, but do you think it's like, if you do it with animals, like, and it's morally acceptable to do with animals, like, isn't it morally acceptable for police to do it with different uh, demographics, human-wise? Yeah, I think I think uh, preconceived stereotypes. I mean, I guess it's morally acceptable. It's like when it goes, it becomes immoral when it's like police chiefs, you know, leaving like Ku Klux Klan notes and stuff. I mean, you know, the moral aspect of self-preservation, being more cautious because you go up to a person of color or something. I mean, I, I think that would be normal. Uh, so I'm still really confused at the question why dogs and and people of color are the same. I think that they're trying to press you. They're trying to say, if you're a dog catcher or, well, here, let's just make it completely the same. It's a police mm -hmm. officer. If a police officer sees a pit bull, they would be 
morally it's morally permissible for them to be like more cautious with it or to treat it differently than a poodle and they're saying like so isn't it also morally permissible and perhaps they would try to argue like reasonable to if you're dealing with humans different race groups they i think they're trying to press you and they're trying to say like hey like seems okay to profile based on race then because we know that or or maybe based on sex i'm saying i'm saying profiling exists no matter what just our natural whatever just from our life experiences like whether you're harmed by somebody is that i mean what i'm i'm so confused with what he's i don't understand the question i'll i'll like put it in like a way in which this is like wheels off what's going on so so well here let me ask you this so like I'm not dodging. I don't understand. No, what no, no. I, I get it. It's, the question, I'm like pulling it. I'm like instantiating what was like embedded in the question, I think. And so there is it morally OK to be cautious when dealing with people of color? Is that what the question is trying to to state? basically be more cautious with certain uh, people, certain ethnic groups, because they statistically may be more violent. They're saying like, hey, if it's morally permissible to be more cautious with certain dog breeds like wasn't isn't it also morally permissible to be more or less cautious with different ethnic groups if statistically they might differ in terms of their violence no i mean i think the majority of uh cops probably have good morals and it's just a few people that are in charge that can make the whole system racist so i think it it can just be a few apples can spoil the whole bunch because the leadership position of the police force. We might come back to this. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, well, I don't understand how, how is it trying to say that, that? I don't understand. So so people are more... I don't understand the question. You're more... Obli- what is the moral obligation to arrest people equally? I No, I think they're saying, like, Alex, like, you personally, let's, let's not talk about police. Let's just talk about you. If mm-hmm. we say, would you, if you're a dog catcher working for... I can't remember what city you live in. You are a dog catcher. You see a pit bull, you'll probably be more careful. If you see a poodle, you're you're probably not very careful because you're like, well, statistically, they hardly ever are violent. Well, and, but you could use that if I see a fast dog. If I'm a dog catcher, I might not go chase that dog because he's hard to catch. I mean, so, you know, there could be different things. And if I see a dog that's big, fat, and slow, I might go after that dog because he's easier to catch as a dog catcher. So I would be opportunistic as a dog catcher to whatever dog was probably uh, was able to catch, like the police forces. I think they're meaning like in the thought experiment, you're locked into experiencing only a poodle and only a pit bull on two separate occasions, you know? So like, no, we're going to the next question. Don't worry. <laughs> it It is like I said, like I said, I was uh, pulling what I thought that they were trying to get with the question and I might've been wrong. So this one coming in from go away says, does Alex, Got that one. LTD, thanks for yours. Says, Alex Stein, if I had a parent who was a drug abuser, does that mean I come from a family of addicts? Well, I mean, yeah, if your dad is a drug addict, yes. You got it. And this one coming in from, do appreciate your question, Bert Kreischer's fake laugh. Says, Alex, I have a true anecdote about an anti-racist white cop. Therefore, the police system Oh, they're they're trying to paraphrase you to. They're trying to paraphrase you in a way that will make you look silly, Alex. They say, Alex, I have a true anecdote about an anti. The 
fudge. I'm sorry. I screwed this. But up. An anti-racist cop. So that means all cops aren't racist. Yeah, I get it. That's stupid. That's not. No, they're saying no, that... that's brilliant. They're saying that's that... brilliant because there's one anti-racist cop. No, I'm talking about the entire system, guys. I'm not talking about one one anti-racist cop. And I would say the majority of cops are anti-racist. I think the majority of cops are, you know, probably morally uh, OK and not, you know, trying to go after disproportionate black people. But it's just a few people in power that can spoil the whole bunch. Is, and so that means you would say by your standard that police as also a, the characteristic of being systematically anti-racist. Because I can show you heads of U.S. Supreme Court going after discrimination, no, and I can was, show you trainings against discrimination. If it, if it was anti-racist, then the proportion would be more equal. So it's not they're not anti-racist. Well, I have examples of racism in the police force, so it's not that can't be anti-racist. So. Gotcha. This one coming in from Deadpool 3E strikes again. Say, what? JF doesn't know about New York's stop and frisk was that it ended after a short period. As it turns out, the arrests were larger than the black population, and the cops were repetitively catching the same innocent people. All right, but uh, the the question to me is not whether they're innocent. It's whether they've displayed behavior that justified investigation or justify arrest. Let's not forget that a police arrest is not a major infraction over your rights. Uh, it sucks, and I want it to minimize as much. But I don't. I also don't want people who are arrested to be 100% criminal. I'm fine with understanding the work of policemen as being partly investigative and determining if you're a criminal. And if so, I'm fine with them arresting people that eventually end up being found not guilty or eventually not being even prosecuted. That's fine to me. Gotcha. This one coming in from Go Away says, Alex, if all police chiefs that are caught racially profiling are reprimanded, can the racism in the police force really be described as systematic? If all of it was wiped out, I mean, uh, I don't think that's possible, but I mean, if all the systemic racism was wiped out, yeah, then we wouldn't have a racist system anymore. Common sense. Well, I think they're, they're saying like, if they caught all the racism, I mean, I don't think they can catch all the racism in reality. So I think they're saying if, if like, all the racism was gone then we wouldn't, I mean, I guess the police force wouldn't be racist, but that's not the case we have. And we have like police chiefs riding Ku Klux Klan and, you know, hanging fake robes on people's desks. I mean, it's just that we have racism within just the police to, force. Sorry to interrupt. Just to Go be ahead. sure that I, I think they're trying to say that like, if everybody who got caught doing racial profiling is held accountable by the system. Like they're saying, like if there's that kind oh, of if everybody got caught, if everybody got caught, then the system wouldn't be racist. No, it wouldn't be at all. If everybody got caught. I, th- um, okay. They're so saying think- if everybody caught, would there be enough racism to make the system racist? Yes. If everybody got caught, there would be an overwhelming amount because like I said, you look at all the sting operations and you look at, uh, the predominant nature of cops and they're, you know, their predatory nature so yes i think i see what you're saying i think what so your response would be i wouldn't grant that all police that are caught racially profiling are actually reprimanded i think so i think you would say like i i would say that the system is still kind of broken or systematically racist because not everybody is reprimanded is that what you're saying yeah not everybody is reprimanded okay gotcha obviously 
And then Doubting Thomas says, Alex, may I recommend a book by Jacques, Jacques Frescos, the best that money can buy, quote unquote, beyond politics, poverty, and war, is the subtitle, I think. They say, I would like to talk with you. You need to talk. You can say, hit me up, conspiracycastle33 at Gmail. They can find me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. There's a million places to find me. Juicy. He's also linked in the description as well as JF. And then Long Nights YouTube and says, sounds like 08 housing crash, sir. LOL. Quote, unquote, George Bush. And then they said, it's 2021. There is systematic racism in schools, all documented that they punish black kids more, JF. Well, again, you are in the disparate impact domain. My question is, do they make behaviors that are more uh, calling for punishment? And we have the answer, at least for the criminal question and the speeding tickets. It's yes. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Logos Uber Alice says, is criticizing, criticizing banks for not giving loans to basketball? Let's see. Ah, it's too much of a I'm not going to read it because I think I know what they're saying T. Torchon says Alex, I was a fan but this is a cringe and blue-pilled take based on my feel-feels I, I exaggerate, they just said feelings they say they do more crimes uh, namely they say that these communities that are you know, in question today they say uh, there's more crime taking place there. End of story. Well, in my opinion, I mean, I just look at the system that we have, and I don't know if Jean-Francois knows, but like uh, we have the CIA, the FBI, basically they have all, our system has all the power to go after uh, people of color with impunity. So that's what I feel like is happening, you know, currently. Gotcha. And let me ask you in that line, uh, do you think that the current uh, CIA and FBI are converting toward a total anti-white stance and that 10 I years down the are. line? I think they are. That's, that's yeah. my point. I'm saying right now the CIA and FBI is demonizing white people. So now it's white racism. So I'm saying it used uh -huh. to be a system that went after black people. And now the system is switching to white people, what is called domestic terrorism. So that's why I don't like Trump because he, you know, he didn't, he told all his followers to go to the White House and then he didn't, he didn't back them up. So it's like, you know, it just answers my question right there. They're demonizing We've reached white an agreement, gentlemen. Yeah, well, I Police agree. But, but, is systematically racist against white people. Yes, we agree. There we go. Okay, yeah. Jean-Francois, we agree. <laughs> See that system, and I and we know that because look at all. Look at this. Look at the. Look at all the uh, riots that happened. Nobody got arrested for all the BLM riots, and then they they would not stop investigating the uh, the January sixth thing. So that's what I'm saying. That kind of proves my point is that they used to go after white. They used to go after black people. And I'm not some blue pilled guy. I'm not some blue pilled guys. I'm just saying when you look at the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, there are applications in the world where they went after black people. And I'm not trying to virtue signal for black people. I'm just trying to point out. I believe that they were unfairly and unjustly picked on. That's my point at the end of the day. But Jean-Francois, we can admit that now white people are being picked on as domestic terrorists and the system is now racist towards white people. Gotcha. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Deadpool 3E says, Alex Stein, the point was to liken pit bulls and the analogy they're saying like they're... Um, Pitbulls are more dangerous. You should be more cautious. I get that. I can see that around black people, you, you because they commit more crime. I get it that you want to be more cautious, but that that doesn't mean that their their racism doesn't exist. You see what I'm saying? Like I'll admit that even racism that black people commit more crimes, I, but that doesn't mean that 
because of that, because of that preconceived notion that an officer might think, oh, because black people commit more crime, they might actually see somebody, a black person that's innocent and go after them because of that preconceived notion, which I call racism. I see. And so I think I think if I get what you're saying, so I'm trying to read between the lines for you as well. I'm saying because of black crime, because of black crime and and preconceived notions within the police force, because they do say that, you know, black people commit more crimes when they see a black person is a black person that's not committing a crime is more likely to be jammed up by the cops than a white person not committing a crime because of that. So that means that they're racist because they're doing that from racial profiling due to the stats of crimes. So maybe it's just a necessary evil, but it doesn't mean it's not evil. Okay, so it sounds like you have a kind of a sympathetic perspective toward profiling because you say it's a necessary evil. You're kind of. I like- mean, I yeah, I understand that profiling. Is, I understand profiling is going to happen regardless, guys. Regardless, you're going to look at a person as a cop and you're going to judge the system based on whether they're dressed or skin color. So I get it. Like I'm not basing it out of where profiling doesn't exist, but it just used to be way more concrete and acceptable. So that was a system where it was totally legal and fine to racially profile. So that's my point. I mean, I, I'm not saying morally that you shouldn't profile. You just got to look at every situation the same. I think that's impossible in a real situation. You That's not applicable to real life situations. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Bass says, we need more Jesse Lee Peterson on Modern Day Debate. It would be amazing. We might have him back on. No joke. We are going to have a vote soon to see like which future speakers people want to have on. We will put Jesse in the list to see if he wants to come back. It's been a long time. So thank you very much for your question. Candles Tall says, would same race policing end racial profiling? Namely, so if you had just black cops in black neighborhoods and just white cops in white neighborhoods, would this be a practical solution such that you wouldn't have profiling anymore? I, mean, I don't I think it would fix yeah. anything, but it would fix perceptions. And that would be a great part because I think that perceptions are the major problem here. The facts are that there is not much racial profiling happening. It's on a point-by-point basis. It's a single individual here and there. But if you were to fix the problem of perception, that would be a great advance. What do you think, Alex? Well, I don't, what was the question again? They said, let's say we put... Uh, all the white cops in white neighborhoods. To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we racially divided the cops. I mean, it's kind of like, to me, like affirmative action. Like, I think affirmative action is racist because you pick somebody because of their color, not because of, like, the merit or, you know, uh, I believe in a meritocracy. So if you had only black people in black neighborhoods, you only had only white people in white people neighborhoods, you had only Mexican cops in Mexican cop neighborhoods, I, I believe the instances of crime would go down, but that would only actually um, if, in, if fuel the racism and division and culture clashes between, uh, you know, the colors. Gotcha. And thank you very much for this question. 188, I'm telling, says, was my last super chat not allowed? I can't remember what your last one. Oh, they said, let me recommend a book to Alex. So this is their last super chat. We'll read it right now. They said, quote, white <clears throat> G-I-R-L bleed space A space lot by Colin Flaherty. I'll just like send it the name of the book in the email there. This is like the mm. first debate in a while where I'm like, I feel a little nervous that this is going to just some of the content we covered tonight. I'm a little bit nervous that this is going to get our first strike. Um, you think, you think tonight? Will? I don't, I don't think so, but I, I just heard from I hypocrite 
he got a strike on one of his recent videos and it co it covered some content that overlapped with this where anyway ozzy and thanks for your question said applying stereotypes to individuals is where racism stems from judge each individual individually and not based on the profile i think that'd be for you jf well, uh, yes, judge the situations individually, but as facts emerge from the situation, you're going to have a lot to integrate in. You're going to have the behavior of the person. Are they resisting? Are they oppositional? Are they argumentative? And all of it will matter to your investigation and will cause you to take solutions down the line that may be rougher. Gotcha. And Anne Prime Blady 69 sorry I missed your super chat. They said, JF, would you debate King Flex, a.k.a. Tariq Nasheed, on this issue? I think you guys could become best friends. Yeah, I actually think that Tariq Nasheed is one of the most important intellectuals of our time, especially with his recent documentary, which I will not repeat the name of, but uh, he's really great. Uh, he's very important and he he is uh, unearthing such important things with respect to the relationship between race and gender in the modern world with SJWs. So we couldn't really have a debate, but I could spend an hour here complimenting him and telling you how great he is. Juicy. And did he just have a recent documentary on blank breaking? Yes. Okay. I thought that was, I thought I heard about it, but I hadn't seen it or anything, but it was something we <laughs> considered hosting a debate on, but we de decided not to. Deadpool3E says, again, I don't know, JF, what do you think? Would that get us in trouble? B-U-C-K uh, breaking as a topic? Well, no, no. Uh, the thing is, uh, no, uh, you've been handling this with respect. And what I would say is just a reminder to the censors and the people who may hate this, we're all engaging in a constructive discussion here to solve problems of society. And we're doing so with love for everyone and with a care for improving our world for everyone. Gotcha. And I am in, yeah. So <clears throat> this one coming in, I might like, I told them I'd put this in code maybe. Just because these two words, this is actually what I hypocrite got in trouble for the other day. So they said again, remember JF is a R-A-C-E realist stuck on correlating R-A-C-E and the letters combined I and Q. And they said also he doesn't like peer review because peer review ensures he's wrong, LOL. Uh, peer review keeps uh, producing papers that I agree with. So certainly your statement is false there. Now on the question of whether race is real, uh, I think that you cannot engage on a debate on racism and then say that race isn't real. It's at least real in terms of what people perceive, and it's at least real in terms of the correlated genetic realities to it. And so I think you're totally outside of this debate here. Gotcha. And thank you very much for this question. This one coming in from, do appreciate it, JC93013. Is Alex a flat earther? Yeah, I believe we're on a geocentric. I believe the earth is the center of the universe, yes. Juicy. And then said, if not, would he debate Nathan Thompson? That would be amazing. No. 
Gosh, okay. And then this irresistible truth says, as a former cop, we didn't sit around wondering who we can violate. In fact, there were many things put in place to make sure things were legit. I'm probably that's probably the the case in urban police departments more so. But you have to look at like I'm here in Texas and I deal with a lot of small counties and rural police departments. That's not the case because they have the good old boys system. So, yeah, I'm sure in urban police forces like the San Francisco Police Department and the, the Detroit Police Department, even the Dallas Police Department, I'm sure. But when you go to the Longview Police Department, you go to Sulphur Springs Police Department, you go to the Amarillo Police Department. I think the little different uh, police tactics. Gotcha. And. I think that is it for questions do want to let you know folks we're going to take off the uh what is it called the new feature we just kicked it in tonight where we put it such that in order to participate in chat you had to be a subscriber i'm going to turn that off just because i don't want to twist your arm into being a subscriber it was more just to get your attention to say like hey i don't know if you've ever heard because i've said it in many streams hit that subscribe button for more juicy debates just like this one that are coming up in the future in fact last night i have to tell you jf your name came up during the debate last night. We had Vosh on last night, and someone said that there wasn't enough disagreement last night between Vosh and Kendon, and so they had uh, suggested you as an opponent for Vosh on the topic of critical race theory. Does this interest you? Absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to speak with Vash. Uh, I've already, already been denied an opportunity to speak with him because there were snowflakes in some other community that couldn't handle me being in the same video as Vash. So I, I like that modern day debate invites people of all side of the issue, and I'm accepting the invitation from Vash. That could be juicy. So we'll, we'll reach out. We'll see if that happens it certainly would be something different. I don't think I've ever, I'm sure I've, I've seen a debate of you guys before, but I don't think we've never hosted you, I don't think. And so no. the last one coming in from Long Night's YouTube and says systemic racism towards white people. So January 6th, all the cop calling on black people equals cop shoots black, mass shootings, and Karen crackdowns. We're calling it systemic. They always arrest black protesters, though. Uh, uh, that's totally different january 6th the fbi spent way more manpower going after the people that walked through the capitol compared to the black lives matter rally i mean uh, a protest where they burned down detroit nobody got arrested for that so it's disproportionately racist towards white people no doubt when it comes to uh, january 6th absolutely you got it and let's see if we have any last ones. Do want to remind you, folks, our guests are linked in the description. That includes if you're listening via the podcast, our guests are linked there as well. We do appreciate them. And so I want to encourage you folks to attack the arguments, the ideas, rather than the person. And so with that, thank you very much, JF, as well as Alex Stein. It's been a pleasure to have you guys for this discussion. Thank you. Thank it's you been a pleasure. Jean-Francois, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much. And folks, I will be right back in just a moment with a post-credit scene about upcoming debates and big plans we have here at Modern Day Debate. So stick around as it's going to be juicy, folks. And we'll be right back in just a moment. Thanks so much, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.